0: Hey everyone! Welcome to the Prince of Peace podcast, where our aim is to help you live and love like Jesus. I'm Lauren Hlad, one of the pastors of Prince of Peace. We're glad that you're here, and we hope you enjoy. Hey there, and thanks for tuning in. This week's sermon. Was preached on Pentecost Sunday, and it's all about the Spirit's role and seeming absence in our lives, and what what we do when we feel lost, when we feel like we're all alone. Um, I hope that you get something out of this. This sermon is dedicated to everyone who's carrying a heavy burden. Um, you all know who you are. You are loved beyond measure. Well, good morning. It is Pentecost Sunday, and. What a rich collection of Scripture we we have for today. The reading from Genesis about Babel, the reading from Acts about the Holy Spirit descending after 50 days of waiting. The disciples were waiting for that gift of the Spirit and how all people were heard and known and accepted. This new community that was created um, on that Pentecost day, this new radiant vision for humanity where all could hear the Gospel In their own native tongue. And then we have the reading from John, where Jesus was preparing his disciples before his death and resurrection for what was to come. And he was giving them a word of encouragement that the Father would send the Advocate, one of the names that we have for the Holy Spirit, the Advocate the comforter, the guide, the paraclete, the one who would walk alongside, the one who would live inside. All of these texts about the Holy Spirit. And yet, if you're anything like me, I'm willing to bet that at times in your life, you wonder, what is this Spirit? What is the Holy Spirit? Where is God? And we echo out the question that Philip had for Jesus. Just show us the Father. Just show up, God. Can you just do something? Prove that you're here. Because our lives are filled with seasons. Seasons of great joy and excitement and seasons that are difficult. It doesn't take long in our lives to realize that at times we feel like God is absent or distant. It's a part of being human. And our question is that question that Philip has. Where are you? Could you show up? We hear the promises again and again and again. We gather week after week after week. But if we're all brutally honest with ourselves, we wonder, don't we? Or am I the only one? No. Where are you, God? In the midst of this transition, right? Right? This is a season where for a lot of our high schoolers that have graduated, um, society tells them to get excited, right? Get excited about what's next, college or the workforce. And many of them are excited, but I know that there are some, maybe more than would admit, that are actually feeling really anxious, uncertain to leave their home. There are folks sitting here today that have a great burden on their heart that are wondering where God is those of us that are still grieving the loss of a loved one, those of us that are living in the midst of a really hard relationship right now, whether it's with a child or our spouse, something is fractured, something isn't as it should be, and our prayer is, God, where are you? Can you show up? Are you even here? How do I know that I can believe? And thinking about the Holy Spirit, this mystery, this mystery, this divine life force, this, this creative force in our world. I was reminded of a story earlier this week. Earlier this week, I had the joy of traveling to Denver, Colorado, back to Littleton, where I had served as an intern. And it's a neat week because last night, the group from Abiding Hope showed up here at our doorstep. So I was in their community this week, and then now they're in this community. But while I was out there on behalf of the Haitian Timun Foundation, on a fundraising trip, I was walking down memory lane, right? Littleton was the location where Becca and I spent our first year of marriage together. What a gift, right? And at Abiding Hope, they had a practice. I don't know if it's still in place or not, but Wednesdays were to be a study day, a study day for the pastoral staff. And back then, if you showed up at the building, at the the, the church, On a Wednesday, and you were a pastor, we had someone on staff named Pam who would say, you need to leave now. We don't want you here. Because if you're here, you're going to get distracted and people will come in and out, and this is a day for you to write sermons and to study and to read and to get out of the building, right? I loved Wednesdays. But here's the thing. I'm not very studious, (laughs) like at all. You guys know Pastor Kim, our last intern. She's studious. Jonathan, studious. (laughs) Lorne, not studious. (laughs) Becca always had Wednesday off. You see where this is going, right? So I would go to a coffee shop in the morning, and I would study, and I'd think about my next thing, and I was faithful, right? But I can't get in trouble now. I'm not an intern anymore. And by noon, um, Becca was itching to go hiking. We loved to hike. And sometimes on our hikes, we would talk about life. This whole life in front of us, we would dream about one day maybe having children. We would talk about what to do when we came home from internship. We were just starting our life together. And those hikes were filled with, with great joy and great laughter and great love and great adventure. But other times when we were hiking, we were just silent. Just, just a little bit of ways on the path. Holy moment holy moments well one week Becca's mother Susie was out visiting us and Susie's an active person and we thought we'd take her hiking and so we went up to Boulder Colorado where the flat iron mountains are and we spent the morning shopping in Boulder we love to shop And about noon or one o'clock in that afternoon, we said, well, let's go hike the Flatirons. And so Becca, my mother-in-law, Susie, and I, we set off to go hiking. I've shared parts of this story before, but it's worth repeating. So we head out to hike, and we're going on a well-worn path, right? It's not a difficult hike. And we're going up, and, and our goal is to enjoy nature, but is to also get to this vantage point where there's this beautiful Um, opportunity for a photo and we're hiking up that afternoon we're spending a couple of hours on this trail and we finally get to that vantage point for the picture and we take the photo we capture the moment and it dawns on becca and i that we we really shouldn't spend too much time here because it's starting to get dark out the sun's starting to set and underneath the canopy it gets darker earlier right because of the lack of sunlight, and so we head down the mountain on the trail that we came up on, and I'm kind of leading in the front, walking. Becca and her mother are behind, following along, having this great conversation, and at some point, I get this horrible feeling like we're not on the path, right? And it's all going through my head, and then Becca behind me says, are we on the path? Are we on the way? And I freaked out (laughs) because I had been asking the same thing in my head for probably a couple miles. Are we we on the path? I said, I don't know. And Becca said, well, stop, stop, calm down, Lauren, because I tend to freak out calm down i'm going to go up like 20 30 yards to a higher vantage point and i'm going to look down and i'm going to maybe we can see the path if we get back to higher elevation so Susie and i are there Susie's kind of oblivious just you know we're fine we're fine so becca boulders back up to a higher vantage point she's looking out over the, the down at the trail and she says i don't see a path i don't think we're on the path i think we're lost well i had a safety whistle help! 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 Becca, help! Susie's like, what's going on? I'm like, we're lost! Help! Help! Becca has the great idea. Let's just keep walking. Let's just keep walking. We know we have to go down. So we just keep walking for a couple miles, yelling out, help! Help! I'm freaking out. I'm convinced. We're going to spend the night in the woods with two granola bars, one bottle of water, a mother-in-law, and an angry wife. (laughs) Oofta, right? Like, Like, wow. But Becca says, just keep walking. Just keep walking. Let's just keep walking. And wouldn't you know it, we walked right out of those woods And here comes this couple. And they said, Are you okay? We said, Well, they're like, We heard your whistle. And we were even trying, we were saying, like, we're right here. We're right here. Like, are you okay? But you couldn't hear us over your screaming. And they said, look where you are. We were on the path. We were on the path. Why do I share this story? I think that it's this beautiful illustration of our life of faith, isn't it? Whether it's anxiety that comes from a transition, a fractured relationship, yearning to make our marriage better but not knowing the way, yearning to feel better, but not feeling equipped. We wonder, are we lost? Has God abandoned us? Will there be a way out of this? Now, two important lessons I take away from this story. One, I'm so grateful that I had Becca and she had me, that we had Susie and she had us, to yell to yell you might say that wasn't helpful you couldn't hear the voice of the other we needed to yell like we needed to vent out i especially needed to vent out what i was feeling this turmoil this fear this anxiety and i think sometimes in our life when we feel lost our culture shames us and would have us bottle up our emotions, bottle up our fear, bottle up our anxiety, nod and pretend that everything's great, that the marriage is great, the job is great, the kids are great, when in reality, we're crying out inside. Thanks be to God that what God tends to do is God puts people in our path that are on the way with us that will scream and yell out, help, help, help. How cathartic to have someone else that will echo the cry of our soul. Church, we need that. You need that. I need that. You are not meant to go through life alone. Help, help, help. The second lesson I take away, is that when all of our yelling and all of our screaming and all of our venting has exhausted us, then maybe it is good for us to listen. To listen to that still, small voice of a fellow pilgrim who's crying out, I'm right here. You're on the path. You're not lost. You see, when we go through anxiety, we wonder where God is we also need to quiet our soul in a way that can hear the still small voice of God saying, I am with you. I am with you, and I am here. I am that advocate. I am that Holy Spirit, that force that is going to surround you. And this is really cliche, but gosh darn it, it's true. That it's only in looking back that we realize there was no real path, right? That whether we went left or right, whether we felt lost or we felt certain, every step, every step is the way. And that God is with us, regardless of our confidence, our certainty, of feeling safe, that God travels with us down the mountain into the valley because our God is faithful. And so wherever you might be, if your heart's filled with anxiety, if your heart's breaking about something in your life, cry out, help. Look for a friend who can help be the presence of Jesus. Or maybe the invitation is for you to be that for someone. But let us always remember that our God loves us. And our God promises to lead from the front, gently whispering, follow me. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to the Prince of Peace podcast. I hope that today's message has brought comfort and inspiration to your life. Have a great rest of the week.